Welcome back to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, the podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. My name is Eric Thomas, and I am the host of the show. And this podcast is powered by Rival Digital, which is a full-service digital marketing agency for HVAC contractors. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. My name is Eric Thomas. I'm the host of the show. And today we are joined by Kelly Polinski from Limerick Plumbing, Heating and Air. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on today. Thank you so much, Kelly, for joining us. So, Kelly, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners uh, and tell them the history of Limerick. Okay, yeah, sure. So Kelly Polinsky, um, I'm currently in Charleston, South Carolina with Limerick Plumbing, Heating and Air. I started off in my marketing career um, with a big box membership store for about a good 11 years, did marketing for them um, and came to Limerick. So this is something a little different, HVAC and plumbing, um, again, three years ago. Um, I started off in inside sales, um, but then I dabbled a little bit into the marketing. Um, we found a lot of um, uh, stuff that we weren't getting return on investments. We weren't getting a lot of um, data. So I ended up taking over the marketing department there. So now marketing director there at Limerick Plumbing, Heating and Air. That's awesome. So um, tell us the, a little bit more about Limerick, about the story, because I know I, I was reading online about kind of how the name came about and some of the history about it. So why don't you share some of that with our listeners? Sure. So um, the owner, uh, David Miles, started off with um, Limbaker and then bought Richter's Heating and Air. And then that's how we got the name Limerick. Um, he's been in business for over 50 years now. Wow. So yeah. is, he, is he still in the business? He is very much so. Um, it's it's really great to go from like a corporate setting to now. Um, this is still a little bit of a corporate setting, but it's more relaxed. We're allowed to make mistakes. Um, he's really great at that. And he, he is involved. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So out of curiosity, do you know how big like each company was before they joined together or was it like kind of two smaller companies? It's two smaller companies. And now we've grown, we're at 85 now team members. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. We wanted to slow down. Um, cause one of the things with marketing as well is like inside marketing, we always want to make sure that everybody is still feeling, um, not the corporate level that everybody is still, um, this is the best place for them to work. And we just recently just got notification that we won, um, best place to work in South Carolina. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. For the entire state or just for your local? For the market? entire state. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Well, so congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. This will be our third um, time winning it three years in a row. Wow. Well, if you live in South Carolina, that sounds like a great place to go work. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. So, it's pretty, go, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's pretty awesome. Um, the Chamber of South Carolina sends out a survey to every person, every member that works for Limerick. Um, and all of them is anonymous. Um, and it's really a great place for them to express like how they're feeling. So we really know the real deal because people can smile or, or they feel trusted. They feel like relaxed to be able to say anything. Um, so the surveys, they ask questions such as, you know, are you receiving job training? Um, do you feel like you're being treated properly? Is there a place for you to move for advancement? And then also all the nice little things that, you know, we put in there that we say we do, they say we do it or not. So, yeah. That's really cool. And it's, it's good to hear that your employees think so highly of their employer. 
Yeah. Um, that's really good for retention. So, um, mm-hmm. speaking of, you know, you guys said you're about 85 people now. Um, when did, when did that growth really start to happen? So um, a little bit before um, I started working there, they started growing a little bit. Of course, they bought a plumbing um, company as well. So they gained about 10 people from them. Um, and then they started like kind of weeding out a little bit. Um, then we started hiring a little bit more. But now it's like really growing, which is pretty, um, you know, 2020 was pretty hard to find anybody that wanted to work. Um, and and we still can't. It's still hard. But we've the people, it's, it's hard to get a lot of applications so that you can find the right candidate, um, to work for you. Uh, but right now we're just, we're growing and now people are the, you know, the marketing that we put out there, we're the best place to work in South Carolina. Um, we do a lot of great things, not just for our, um, our technicians, but for their families as well. And for their home, because we don't just invest in training in Limerick, but we're investing in their home. So we're, we'll be offering like the Dave Ramsey, um, uh, that's where uh, they do the how to find how to work your finances at home. Yeah. Um, we send dinners to their families at home because we know, especially in the summertime, we have their husbands and wives, so we send home, you know, dinners to them and stuff like that as well. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I feel like that's been a hot topic on the podcast lately. Really? Is finding people to come work and um, even. In general, across the country, it's, it's hard to find people to work right now. But I feel like in the trades right now, it's even harder because you have to have a particular skill set. You know, it's not like, you know, some other job where you can kind of just show up and learn. Um, though there are a lot of companies out there that will take people, you know, straight out of high yeah. school or with no experience at all and kind of, you know, grow them and shape them into the trade. So is that a type of program that you all offer? Yeah, we do. We have a technical training manager um, who is knows everything. He's a walking HVAC encyclopedia. Um, so we've given he, they've given him the job of training these guys that are coming out of high school. And I'm telling you, they're still with us, and they're excellent. They get a lot of great reviews from our customers. Um, no callbacks. That's a big thing. Yeah. Um, so they're doing really good, and they're not afraid to ask questions. So it's kind of pretty cool to almost mold them into that and what to expect in the HVAC plumbing um, industry. Yeah. So what does the typical journey look like from, you know, from start until they're, I guess, off on their own uh, with the training wheels off? What's that journey look like for them? Okay. So we had a lot of guys that are interested in the trade, either had a family member that knows about it. That's what I've learned so far, or they've come from actually restaurants which oh, wow. lately that's pretty excellent because they got great communication skills. Um, right. and they, and they're willing to, when things mess up, they can fix it. They're fast reactors. Um, so that we've noticed so far. Um, so they come in, obviously apply. They're the right fit. Um, the technical trainer works with them for about a good month and then they start doing on, um, site training. So they do the books. We have a lot of training for that. Um, that's more of his, his deal, but then mm-hmm. probably about three to four months they're in their own truck with maintenance starting off in maintenance um but our our technical trainers right there with them every time so that's awesome it's a really good way to to get people in the door to learn the trade and to uh, have a real like a a career really and build a career in a a job field that's never gonna lose demand right you're always gonna need air yeah until the day comes where like they're able to make everybody's bodies like naturally cool or hot based on the outward. Right, I feel like we're going to go down to conspiracy theories like right about that because I think that's already here. Maybe. Yeah. 
That would be pretty cool though. But yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. That would be kind of a strange uh, theory. They do make clothing that keeps you cool in the hot. Yeah. Long sleeves and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's starting. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about that stuff. Yeah. So in, in regards to marketing, um, you all cover, it seems like a pretty large service area um, down in Charleston, correct? And mm-hmm. surrounding areas. So, so what are some ways that you all have gone about marketing the business uh, throughout the years and to grow the business and to uh, get more customers? I'm a big fan of, um, in, like, of marketing uh, word of mouth. So that's one of the things, especially with the big box stores that don't advertise that I worked with before with membership-based. Um, so it all starts, again, just kind of like we were talking about before, our technicians feeling good um, mm-hmm. where they work and about their work. They end up telling their sisters, their families that they love their job, they're coming home. And then someone at, you know, their sister's families might say, hey, I'm, I need an HVAC company. They're like, oh, my God, you should call Richard. He works for Limerick, and it's awesome. So that's one way. Um, the other way is so branding a little bit with like television. We did a lot of that. We had Yellow Dog come down. And you may have heard them um, from mm-hmm. other companies that you've t- you spoke with. They do a great job. They come down, they get a, like three days of footage. They're out of Michigan. And then anytime that you need anything like, hey, I'm looking for a sewer and drain or I'm looking for a special um, commercial, they can take all your footage and then they would be able, they make these incredible um, commercials. Now I have, I work with Brandt Media, Terry Brandt. She has connected me with um, Magid, M A. GID and they do consumer reports on um on all of our commercials. So our commercials were rated not just number one in Charleston, like almost perfect, but per- almost perfect in the nation. Oh, wow. um, so we did a lot of that. So we were just kind of putting our brand out there a whole bunch. Um, she's excellent with taking care of local stations, streaming now, you know, yeah. and us being in the perfect spot, like HGTV. We're a big yeah. golf community out here. We're going to be out there too. And then also just mm-hmm. targeting our, 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 our avatar. Yeah. So what's the typical return on investment for some of those commercials? Yeah. So the greatest thing is we get a lot of people that actually just call and say, we saw your commercial and there's no words. It's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's all that. Um, so we can actually tell looking in digital uh, marketing that our traditional marketing is doing well which is amazing. Like, Hey, we're only getting this much, but you're getting this many calls. That has to be your branding. Mm -hmm. So typically um, our brand is huge. We're one of the leading HVAC companies in Charleston. Um, So we're really well known. Our orange and blue trucks, um, a lot of your, a lot of them, a lot of people in this area have used us. So return on investment is, I mean, it's our branding has been huge for a long time. Um, I want to say, about maybe 50 to 60% of our calls come straight through um, knowing our number already, our yeah. phone number. That's really cool. Yeah. So, so the orange and blue, was that a combination of the two companies' colors when Limerick kind of Oh, wow. That's or? a good question. I don't know that one. That's a good one. It's just something that um, yeah. that they have. They've always been the orange and blue, you know? So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's bright orange, bright blue. Yeah. It's hard Sometimes it work with the marketing, like um, any kind of design with a blue, with the orange like that. But man, it stands out. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like you obviously probably can't do, you definitely can't do like orange text on blue. 
I mean, you probably <laughs> yeah. could, it's just like not small. It'd probably be kind of hard to see. Yeah. So I use mostly the blue um, and I'll accent things with orange because it is, yeah. you're right. It is very hard with those two colors. Yeah. But it's, we, we come into that as well. Cause we have, we have orange in our colors. So like, yeah, it makes it really hard to do any type of white text over the orange unless it's like super bolded. Yeah. I see that. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like if it's like, it just, if even like the, the thing scrolling at the bottom, um, you have to use something really bold, a little bit of shadow. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing scrolling at the, can you see the thing scrolling at the bottom here? I can. Yeah. Yeah. So like the streaming thing that we use, like it, it lets me control the color of the banner, but doesn't let me control the color of the text, which I think white would probably work or work the best in this yeah. instance. Um, it's clean. I could, yeah. I could just see it a little challenging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But mostly in uh, all of our advertisements, any kind of design, I use mostly the blue. Blue is very trusting. Um, mm-hmm. Blue, if you put a blue filter over your Instagram posts, um, they're the number one liked and viewed posts. So I always make sure, yeah, that I, I'm always using the blue on top, of, but highlight it with the orange because we are that orange and blue. Yeah, that's smart. So, is, I mean, have you, have you been tracking that? Like the no, the ones that have the blue filter get more likes? Is that something you're tracking? So I'm just playing around with it right now. Um, I have been, I'll, I won't really use the blue filter, but I'll put more blue in our, uh, our picture. So if it's a picture of the guys with the blue shirts, but it's a lighter blue that really gets people. Um, so I'm just testing it right now because yeah. again, it's different times that our audience are looking at it. Tuesdays are a little bit, you know, our Tuesday nights are better than Wednesday mornings are better, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's really, yeah. it's hard to, but yeah. So how much, this is really interesting. I'm excited to talk about this because there's cool. always there's always these things online that are saying like here are the best times to post on yeah. you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and whatever. But that's not really specific for your ideal customer. That's just in general the like the general population of the world. Not really, you know, homeowners between the ages of 25 to 44 or whatever the age group and income and whatever that you're looking to get. So do you think that it like requires a lot of more testing on social media? For- yeah. You can't believe everything you read on the internet, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> and 2020 really, really opened that up to like what times people are really watching or mm-hmm. what times people are really working. I t- spoke to another business owner that said, man, I don't put a time limit on my guys anymore because they get so much work done at 2 a.m. Okay. Really? You know, that was interesting. So I looked into that. So I started looking in at 2020 what pe- people were at home more often, but what were they doing? They're spending more time with their children. They're Mm -hmm. having dinners now. So are they looking at Facebook? You know, now that people are coming back to the office and I kind of studied this for a few years, it before 2020, it was two o'clock. Everybody at work was picking up their phones looking at, they want to get out of there. What's going on in the world? I'm done with this. Or, you know, they want to walk away from whatever they're doing right away. Um, So that's what I found. But um, yeah, you really got to look at your customer's and another thing is, it's like when you, we get into that, you got to make sure they're your customers. They're not just somebody disliking your stuff that aren't going to be your customers. Does that make sense a yeah. little bit? Because I know a lot of people want likes and they want follows, um, but we want customers. So Yeah. So what are some ways that you can get customers to like and follow and comment and share and do all that good stuff? All right. So we ha- there's National Giveaway Day, uh, July 15th. So don't quote me. I think it is 15th. Um, we partnered up with CDC. It is a, is a design um, 
uh, furniture store and their customers base is the same as ours. So it's in the same area. They're these kind of people. Um, and then I found an influencer and we're working on this right now. So if it doesn't pan oh. out, but this is what we're doing. We found an influencer who works for Charleston, who, who does um, Charleston magazine, who's influencer for all these really big, huge companies that were still tied and match our customers. Cause and when I say our customers, when I, I talk about like our comfort club memberships or so maintenance yeah. plan memberships, um, those are the people that we want to keep because we want to keep, we want, we want to make sure that, um, that we're just, we're, they're always our customers. We're, they're always going to trust us. And then when something goes wrong, they know who to call. So we, yeah. that's why we like to make them our member. So that day we're going to kick off. Hopefully this is in the works, but, um, where we're, I'd got a $600 Dyson vacuum cleaner. Insane, oh, wow. right? So we're going to take that vacuum cleaner to the design store and have the influencer there with our big Limerick ribbon on it, like, follow, do this, and you can win the Dyson. Because, And when we did the history and the data of what our customers would like to, to, to purchase or to win, it's not a $25 gift card. Yeah. It's either an air fryer or it's a vacuum cleaner, a Dyson vacuum cleaner. We neared yeah. it down that far because those are the people that care about taking care of their homes. Yeah. I know I've heard some like speculation recently that Facebook's like trying to like do away with people requiring likes and shares for giveaways. Yeah. Um, and so like I, I had read this, like you said, you can't believe everything on the internet. Well, I read yeah. this and I was like, <laughs> oh no, we can't do this anymore. Um, and we have a, a social media client who wanted to give away a grill and I was like, let's just see what happens. And nothing happened. So I think if you read online or you hear that you can't do that yeah. anymore, don't believe them. <laughs> yeah. Right now it's okay. They always, I mean, obviously we all know Facebook changes their rules all the time. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, it's, and with digital marketing, it changes every minute. I yeah. feel like it's so it's intense. So mm-hmm. um, thankfully I can trust those people to take care of that situation. But um I know that Facebook, iPhone, now Spotify is now, because that's a good um, one to follow to to get data. Um, they are all now requiring for you to say, if, you know, hey, Kelly, do you want to give up this personal information? Yeah. I know that's going on right now. So, I mean, that's going to happen. And that's what's hard because we, we're yeah. going to target those people because on social ads, um, the, our, our customer yeah. for that. That makes it really difficult too. I, I know it was like the iOS 14, I think was the update or 14.01 mm-hmm. or something like that. Cause I started seeing them and it was like, do you want them to track your usage? And you can say yes or no. And pretty much no, if you hit no, then they're not going to be able to really target you as well anymore. But I wonder With, if, do you get to, are you able to still use most of the features? Yeah. See that, that's what I'm wondering too. I feel like there's going to be a lot of testing around this. Cause some people are saying like now, everything's shifting to demand generation uh, rather than lead generation. So it's like you have to, it comes all the way back to how good is your brand? (laughs) Because back in 2015, a person with no brand recognition could dump $4,000 a month into Facebook ads and their business would blow up because they were showing their ads to the whole world. Well, now you can't really, and you still can advertise, but you can't get as granular and, and Facebook's getting a lot more tough on that stuff. So now it's like, if you don't have that brand, then people aren't going to really want to come to you anyways. 
Yeah. And I think about like billboards and television or being that commercial, everybody has access to not have commercials, you know? So digital is huge. Streaming is huge and everybody's in their phone. You know, Mm -hmm. they're, they're not looking up (laughs) anymore, even when they're driving. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few things that I've been looking into more is like the OTT ads yeah. Those are pretty popular right now. I know they were starting to come around about two years ago is when people started really testing with them, but it seems like a lot of people are moving to those. Yeah. Um, just because everybody, well, one, hardly anybody has cable anymore. Most people mm-hmm. are just have the the Roku or the Fire Stick and they've got YouTube TV and uh, what's the other one? Hulu TV and right. all that stuff. So that's where you can get them at now with your ads. Um and then also YouTube. I've heard that YouTube ads, like the 30-second pre-roll ads, are a really solid place to go to. Yeah, we've been doing that for a good three years already so far. Um, Terry Brandt's really big into, with Brandt Mina, she's huge into OTT. She loves it, and she can see the response. I can actually almost see the person that, I mean, I can't, that I, my commercial is going to. Yeah. Um, so now when you you're, you take your phone into your home with OTT empty, um, you set it in your house. If it's there between 2 a.m. and 5 a.m. for three days in a row, I am now hooked up to all of your your um, your systems in, inside the house, so your TVs yeah. and everything. So we know when we're make, you're making your coffee because it's all digital. It's crazy. It's a sick world we live in. One of these days, <clears> the <throat> coffee pots are going to start selling ad spots on them. Oh, my gosh. I would like, love to be a part of that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, and I know like, especially like the local news, I know a lot of people don't really watch the news as much anymore, but like every morning if I get up and watch the news at like 6, 6.30 a.m., every single commercial during the commercial break is just back to back to back with home services ad, like commercials, just because like that's such a good target to go after. Well, if you look at our customers, we have more mature, I'm starting to say this, more mature. So mm-hmm. 50 and over is more mature. Um, we we have the more mature um, audience. Yeah. Um, so we look at that. So they are getting up and watching the news. Um, mm-hmm. So we will continue to do that. But you're right. They are back to back. Yeah. Um, it almost makes it hard to like stand out, especially if there's like several um, heating and air companies or plumbing or whatever it may be in a row. So you really want to make sure that your commercials are dialed in, just like you were talking about, making sure your commercials really are like the best in your local market. Um, and, yeah. and and like you were saying, the the more mature audience, like I I still fully believe that like those are the people to go after because one, they typically have the financial wherewithal to fix something if it's broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, they're not going to live with it <laughs> or live without it. Right. So like, whereas someone like my age, like maybe someone who's between like their, their mid to late twenties, mid thirties, they're going to, if something breaks, they might like wait it out a few days. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like put on, that is a, true. or like in the winter time, just put on a bunch of like sweatshirts and blankets and, and just live with it for a little while. <laughs> whereas the more mature audience, they're not going to want to put up with that just because like, they don't need to, they don't want to. Yeah. And you'll find the new generation though, are paying for everything cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, so more like 30 and over, they're doing more financing. Um, 30, uh, the new, newer generation, these young kids are coming up and they're, they're, um, they're paying cash now for stuff too. So yeah. yeah. 
You can thank Dave Ramsey for that. He's yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's the financing and just pay with it in cash. So, and that's why I think that the younger generation will um, they'll live with a broken system or an outdated yeah. system because they're like, well, I'm going to save up for a couple of paychecks or something and then just pay it off. Um, I know well, when I got my new system, I financed it. <laughs> I you did. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> so. But hopefully these younger generations are getting back in the skilled trades. Um, mm-hmm. So they're, you know, if you know, your dad probably knew how to fix a doorknob, build a, yeah. build a deck, you know, or build a barn, um, fix your HVAC, your furnace, um, plumbing mm-hmm. that we, they all have the skills for that. So hopefully that's what the new generation is going to be doing. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, Kelly, I don't know if uh, you're aware, but we do something uh, called HVAC Trivia here on the Smart oh, no. HVAC Marketing <laughs> Podcast. Okay. And we are going to put you to the test. Are you ready? Oh, no, but okay. <laughs> All right. This is question number one. We ask the same first question every single time. In 1902, this person invented the first large-scale electrical air conditioning unit. And it was in... Oh my gosh, where was it? And it was in a movie theater. How many seconds do I have? I want to look it up so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about putting a time limit on it. So oh, yeah, yeah. The, I'm the not first sure. one wasn't for movie theaters, but it was for the printing press so oh. that the papers wouldn't like, I guess, curl when they got humid, I guess. I'm not sure. Nice. I, I didn't know that. All right. But who was it? Willis Carrier. Okay. Oh, uh, hello. A carrier. I should know yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, that one is uh that one. All right, I'll uh I'll give you an easier second one. Thank you. <laughs> um this type of business was the first to install air conditioning uh units in efforts to bring in more customers. I mean, an HVAC business, right? No, I'm sorry. Yeah, an HVAC business installed them, but this type of business was the first type of business to have air conditioning. So that people would want to come. Movie in theater. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, and that's where Thank the summer blockbuster that. came from. <laughs> okay. Uh, there was one that I wanted to ask that I saw. And let's see. Where did it go? Here we go. Okay. I wish I had asked this one to uh, Claire Ferreira or Julian Scadden because this is where they are located. I don't know if you know either. Julian Scadden's with with uh, Nexstar, and Claire is with Standard Heating and uh, Air. And this is where Charles Gilbert Gates built the first fully air conditioned home. This was in 1913. What U.S. city was it? I will give you a hint. Target, their headquarters is here. Wait, I don't know. You're going to have to tell me that one. It's Minneapolis. Okay. Yeah. Wait, so what? what is that? So they that was where? The first fully air-conditioned home was built. Really? Yeah, Charles Gilbert Gates from Denver, Colorado. I need to brush up on my HVAC for sure. <laughs> yeah. So some of these were uh, – some of these are like way too hard. I try to, I try to stick <laughs> with the easier ones. Like it's kind of hard to find an easier one because now they're talking like – I mean, some of them are just like the Chinese first transported natural gas via bamboo pipelines in 500 BC. I just don't think anyone's going to know that. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to send you a few easy ones. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So awesome. Well, Kelly, um, this has been an awesome conversation and I've really yeah. enjoyed diving into the the nerdiness of marketing a little bit more with you. So uh, if there was any contractors out there who were looking for some easy marketing ideas to really start growing their online presence, what would you tell them? Oh, okay. So I always say this, if you made it through 2020, um, then you can do anything. So mm-hmm. um, I would definitely, really, definitely uh, get involved with the influencer. Um, make sure that they have the same target market. That's totally huge. Um, taking care of your team is number one. You're going to have those bad guys that you got to weed them out. Um, I'm telling you, just we did things on Fridays where during COVID, we d- got dinners for the families. Um, one time we got a non, uh, uh, nacho average essential employee and we put nachos and we put a pinata and we put uh, cheese and salsa. And in the piano, there was candy, but there was also $500 cash. Oh, wow. You know, like it's huge. It's really huge to invest in your company. I mean, our, our boss, um, David Miles, the owner is incredible. And that trickles down to all of us. I mean, it's pretty incredible experience. Um, so when you take care of your guys, you know, someone that's proud of where they work and of their work, I mean, that goes a long way. Definitely. Um, uh, you could, I could go down the whole line of getting into the data, finding your perfect avatar, but really look into that. Um, really look into your commercials too. So, cause like you said, they're back to back and they got to stick out. So reaching out to a company that can do a consumer, um, report on it and, and say what consumers, they really have people lined up and they say what they like, what they don't like. You could see it like add up like oh, wow. their eye, eye motion and everything. So yeah, I would definitely do that. That's really cool. Well, Kelly, where, uh, what are some ways that people can learn more about Limerick uh, or get in, and get in touch with you if they had more questions? Yeah, limerick.com. Go ahead and um, shoot us a, an email through there, even through info at limerick.com. And that's L-I-M-R-I-C. Um, you can contact me there anytime, any questions. Or if you have ideas for us as well, I'm always open to that. Awesome. Well, Thank you, Kelly, so much for joining me this morning. It's still still morning. Still morning here. Yeah. So thank you (laughs) again for joining us and uh, we will be talking to you soon. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Bye.